Welcome to Otaku Brothers, your friendly neighborhood gaming podcast featuring Rusty, R.E. Lewis 2011, and Ryan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 22 of Otaku Brothers. My name is Rusty, and on this fine Sunday evening, I'm joined by my forever co-host and brother-in-law, Ryan. What's going on, man? Not much. It's Saturday evening. It's starting to get dark already. I just said it was Sunday evening. Or what? Yeah. Oh, Saturday. So Words, uh, life. We should probably <laughs> start over. I almost said the F word. <laughs> no, we're good. We got this. You know what? Raw and real here on I'm Talking About Others, all right? And uh, clearly Ryan is not prepared. He's a little tired. No, well, the problem is it's, what, like 5 o'clock and mm. it's already almost dark outside, so... It's really throwing my body clock off. Yeah, I get it. I get it. It's man. one of those S days. Yes. On the weekend. You know, daylight savings really kind of screws people up. Yeah. So it hit me like a bus this week. You know what also happens this week? This coming week? Yeah, this coming week. You Pokemon, know, let's go. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say your your sister turns twenty four, but more importantly Yeah, that's come on, that's like bottom of the barrel. More importantly, Friday, <laughs> I get the Pokemon Let's Go, Eevee and Pikachu. Limited edition console with a copy of, I think we got Let's Go Eevee, and I think you got Pikachu. Got Pikachu. And so, unfortunately, I am not going to be able to play it at all because Lauren and I have a bachelor-bachelorette joint party thing on Saturday. Wasting your time. She's coming home from a business trip Friday evening, so we'll probably, you know, do things because it's her birthday. We might, we'll probably end up going out like we usually do. Okay. Um, and just, you know, hang out, whatever. And then, so Saturday is pretty much full, booked with party stuff and then sunday i think we're going out with the parents for uh lunch for lauren's vaguely remember birthday that, but and the yeah. steelers play jacksonville next sunday which i need to watch as well yeah. so i don't know when i'm gonna play the switch and unbeknownst to lauren i actually ordered super mario party and mario kart 8 nice as well when so, are those coming in um Mario Kart 8 should be here Saturday. Okay. And Mario Party, um, I ordered on Amazon, so that should be here Tuesday. Ooh. Because prime shipping. Yeah, so, hide that from her. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm super excited because I haven't played a Mario Party game. You know, I played 8 a little bit on the Wii, but I, I didn't play it a considerable amount. Mm -hmm. I would say the last Mario Party I played to a great extent was Mario Party 6 on the GameCube. What do you? Sorry, I'm itching my nose on the pop filter. <laughs> <laughs> what a weirdo! Yeah. Uh, the last Mario Party I played uh, considerably was Mario Party Six on the GameCube. I actually got that for my birthday the same time I got Star Fox Assault. But Mario Party Six was interesting because it came out like this giant box and it had a microphone <laughs> in it. And I remember on the home screen, like you could say like weirdo keywords and all these like little shy guys would come scurrying across the screen and mm -hmm. a lot of the mini games utilize this weirdo pen shaped looking mic that was kind of a weird little peripheral but it was a fun mario party game so i'm looking forward to this actually actually whoa pause pump the brakes folks back up a little bit friend of the show Actually, executive producer of the show, Travis. <laughs> He's been promoted at this point. Yeah, he was actually here last night with his wife and his adorable daughter. Yeah, and I saw a picture of their family or your family or if we're talking directly to him. Yeah, the Adams family, just yeah, chilling. Just an adorable family. Yeah, so they came here last night. They were visiting some friends, and um, he texted me about a week ago and said, hey, you know, we're going to be in town. What, what are you guys doing? And I said, um, making room for you guys. So they came over last night, and we just... 
hung out, um, had a lot of snacks, and Marlo was watching. Um, that's their daughter's name. Mm-hmm. She's, she's adorable. She was watching um, Super Monsters, I think was the name, mm-hmm. on some Netflix show. And uh, so the the adults, yeah, we just sat there and chilled and talked and had a, a really good time. And eventually, after watching three and a half seasons of Super Mario Party or Super Monsters, whatever, we um, we played Fibbage on the PS4, yeah, which is just a, a ter- really good, a game. terrific party game. Makes for lots of laughs. Essentially, there's this phrase and it's kind of blanked out so it could be for example um mike tyson at such and such date tweeted i'm really bad at blank and then you kind of tune in with your phone you go to this uh jackbox party pack microsoft auto updates on my computer let's get rid of that and um you basically (coughs) type in a lie as the name of the game would imply fibbage and you basically try and get other people. You can either be just funny, comical, or you can try and type in something that you think is the actual answer. Yeah. Because anytime other people vote for your answer, you get points. And then, of course, you're trying to actually vote for the correct answer, at which case you get points as And well. it doesn't let you put in the right answer. Because yeah. I've guessed the right answer before. I've tried to put it in. Yeah. So, like, I think the correct answer in that instance was, like, bowling. He typed, I'm bad. I'm a bad bowler or something. Yeah. And so if I try to type in bowler, it would say that's the correct answer. No, you have to type in a different one. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just makes for a lot of ridiculous fun. It's like Cards Against Humanity or Apples to Apples or any of those kind of funny games. It just makes for lots of laughs and good times. And yeah. then uh, it was funny. So, you know, I have way too much plastic and figurines and all kinds of craziness in my closet here uh, with the dungeon. The dungeon. With um, all my old school consoles. And, oh, look at you. Yeah, my eyes hurt for some reason. I yeah. don't know if I got something in them. So he just pulled out the glasses. spectacles, so you know it's going to get real intense up here. Yeah. Um, and so I was made aware that Marlo was a very big fan of Yoshi. And so I was like, oh, I have a little Yoshi figurine in my little dungeon over here. So I gave it to her. You know, she's just playing with all of her little toys um, around the apartment while we were just kind of hanging out. And towards the end, they were getting ready to leave. And she was like, you know, um, is Yoshi going to go home with us? And and I was just like, girl, please, are you, you for real? Give me that. Yeah. It, little does she know it's like valued at like half a million dollars. Yeah, exactly. It's like a one of a kind. Uh, no. So I was just like, oh, this is a perfect opportunity to just do something kind, you know? And so, you know, Travis's wife was just like, no, Marlo, that's not yours. And so I was just like, yeah, you know what, Marlo? I was like, you can absolutely take that home with you on one condition. You guys have to come back and visit us again sometime. So it was fun. She took it home, and then Travis actually texted me this morning, and, and Marlo had actually dressed Yoshi up and gave him a hat made out of Play-Doh. So <laughs> definitely, Yoshi went to a good home, so I'm happy for that. Um, Travis, thank you, sir. Again, you've been promoted to executive producer of the podcast. So yeah. Just, Next uh, time you're in town, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll all chill. get together and hang out. But uh, yeah, so that was my weekend. Did you do, do anything fun? I did not. I had to see you Friday, Friday yeah, was and then awful. today... Oh, and gosh. Yeah, what did I do yesterday? We went over to the parents. And you were playing Dragon game. Ball Z last night. I was. I yeah. played a little bit, and then I was watching Breaking Bad. And yeah. And I just kind of committed to Breaking Bad. So you're going through that again? How far are you? Uh, I am season two, episode four. Wow, so you're really powering through it. Yeah. Nice. Uh, well, we can get into the games that we've been playing recently, speaking of Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Yeah. So what have you been playing this week? 
So I started the week, or most of the week, I played Dark Souls 3. I um, I made a guy who's going to go through it with uh, Claymore. Or a, uh, yeah, Claymore. And I named him Clay with me. Gosh. <laughs> Is it a play with me? Yeah. And um, so I've been doing that. Um, I didn't get super far a few hours in. Um, I'm right before the Abyss Washers. Um, so just leveling up a bit. And then I think yesterday I got Warframe. It's oh, a free yeah. game. So I don't know how I feel about it yet. It's supposed to be like a free version of Destiny, but it's more quick pace. Yeah. It's more like ninjing yourself around and super quick movements. So, um, do you like samurai swords or something? Or what do you I do have a samurai sword. Do you? And a bow. Hmm. So, um, I think the concept is you have a, like these warframes, which are like suits or guys you play as, and they have different abilities. And are you like in like little mech things? You're, are you in mechs or is it I more? I don't know if it's a mech, but it's like a suit. Little nano suits. Did you ever see the edge of tomorrow or what is it? Um, live, repeat, die with Emily Blunt and Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah. Is it kind of like you're like in those like little superhuman machine outfit things? To be honest, I have no idea what they are. Okay. It's, I, I think they're just suits or characters and they have like different abilities. Like I'm playing as Volt, so I have like a little electrical shock thing. Okay. And it gets really intense with the different cards and upgrades and stuff you can have. Is this... But everything you can level up and it's free to play, so that's cool. Yeah, but that also means play to win possibly. So do you have to like buy a bunch of stuff? Um, You can, but... I've watched a lot of stuff on the like their producer's outlook on how they do that, and you can get it all normal play. Okay, and it's not like Battlefront 2 where you have to play for like 3,000 hours before you Mm-mm. get a Stormtrooper? No. Okay, got it. And in Destiny, there was only like a few worlds that can go to Venus and Mars and stuff. This one has like every planet in the solar system, or our solar system, hmm. and then a bunch of other stuff. So it's it seems well thought out. Interesting. Yeah, I remember actually when it came out, I think my roommate... Uh, back in college, played it quite a bit for a while there because, it yeah, it came out free ever since it was released. So, neat. Cool. Yeah. And then I guess I did a few battles with Dragon Ball. Um, I don't know what else I've been playing. Did you play through the... Are you playing through the story or just more like like skirmish matches? Just I have not figured out how play. that game works yet. Okay. So I, I did a few arcade games. Got it. I don't know how you get more characters. Who's your main in uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z? Um, I like Dark Goku. He's pretty good. Okay. Now, what, what, where does he even come into play in the main series? He's in Dragon Ball Super. Oh, okay. Um, that's so right. he's under, not Zeno. Zeno's the main guy, like the god character of everything. Um, there was Supreme Kai, like a green-haired guy, who basically created him, and then I don't know. I haven't watched all of. Th- I just watched the tournament in Super. Mm. Yeah, I need to get those because I have. All of regular Z, but I'd like to watch Super for sure. Yeah, Super seems pretty cool. The battles are really good. Nice. And Dragon or uh, Ultra Instinct was pretty cool. Yeah, it's like way over like my his head. final form. Is there really a final form in Dragon Ball Z? Now it's like Super Saiyan Seven, God Saiyan. Yeah, Super Saiyan Blue is God Super Saiyan. Gosh. No, I, Vegeta's be, further become my favorite character. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Like, there was a cool scene where he was battling, like, a Super Saiyan from a different universe, and they had, like, a bonding moment. It's really good. A little bit more of an emotional side for Vegeta? Yeah, because Vegeta, technically, he's king of the Saiyans, mm-hmm. and he still calls himself the Prince of Saiyans because, like, to pay respect to his dad. 
So he still has that like ruling kind of mentality. And there was like a Saiyan who couldn't become a super Saiyan. And he was basically like asking mid battle, like, please teach me. And uh, Vegeta basically went up to him. He's like, turned super Saiyan, started beating him up. And he said, basically, don't surrender. Um, if you lose, I'm going to, or if you give up, I'm going to kill you. And then I'm going to go find your family and like blow up your planet after I kill your family. Good. And the other, the guy, like, out of rage, turned Super Saiyan and just started going after Vegeta. So he basically pu- pulled that out of him, kind of. Yeah. And then, like, after it looked like Vegeta was getting his ass handed to him, he was like, okay, I'm done with this. And then he turns, like, Super Saiyan blue. And he then, like, punches him once. And, like, he goes back to regular form. He's like, don't forget this defeat. Use it to your advantage. And basically, you're a Saiyan. Have same Saiyan pride. Don't give up. Shoot for like becoming stronger and then use that anger to become a super saiyan. That's pretty sweet. It was like just a bonding moment, which yeah. is really cool. Well, it's weird that like, you know, Vegeta, I think channels his anger and that's what brings the super saiyan out of him. But Goku can like go super saiyan with like. Originally it was anger because Frieza killed Krillin mm-hmm. on uh, planet, N- planet Namek. Mm-hmm. So that was rage as well. So he Vegeta was basically saying like, the easiest way to become a Super Saiyan is rage. Mm-hmm. And then, like, channel that. So, yeah, it was a cool bunny moment. Because, I mean, he started out as such a, like, an angry character. He wanted to just blow up and find uh, Kakarot. Yeah. But, yeah, he's changed a lot. Nice. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I think I'd probably agree. Uh, Future Trunks and then Vegeta are probably, like, two of my favorite characters. Yeah. Uh, so, for me this week, I've really kind of put Dragon Quest on the bra- the back burner I just, I, you know, I put 30 hours into it. And I really enjoyed my time, but it wasn't, I don't know. It wasn't doing, I don't want to say it wasn't doing enough. It, well, it's not about like the characters not being compelling or the story not being an interesting. I just, I kind of had my Dragon Quest fix, I guess. Um, and since I'm so accustomed to playing the Dragon Quest games on handheld, as we'll talk about here in the main, uh, main topic of the show a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess maybe the console experience just wasn't what I was looking for out of a Dragon Quest game. I'm definitely going to go back to it and beat it. It'll probably be like maybe once a week I'll put in like two or three hours and eventually I'll reach the end. But uh, it's, it'll be interesting to see when we do our games of the year where it ranks on my list because there's a lot of really good contenders right now, mm-hmm. especially getting the Switch here at the end of the week. There's a number of other games that might you know break the list as well. I just I don't want to have it on the list just for the sake of well Dragon Quest Eleven came out on this this year I have to have it on there yeah uh, but I did really enjoy my time with it I think you did as well yeah but, I'm still stuck at the final boss I haven't I lost him once mm-hmm. and then I've just been grinding so I ground out like seven levels so. yeah uh, but what I have been playing this week you know I talked a couple episodes back about playing Assassin's Creed Origins this was the one that came out I think last year two years ago uh, set in ancient Egypt. And I had not played an Assassin's Creed game apart from like the Vita versions and PSP games. Um, I had not played a console experience Assassin's Creed game since 3 on the Xbox 360. And if you'll remember, I really just had a... um, I ran into a glitch in that game where I lost like an hour and a half of progress. And it was really just an infuriating level that at the very end of the day just wasn't fun to begin with that particular moment in the game. Mm -hmm. And so I certainly wasn't in the mood to replay it, yeah. And uh, which is unfortunate because I do love the Revolutionary War setting of that of that game. But you know, playing Origins recently, you know that gap between games and even I guess consoles 
a lot's changed. Yes. And I think for many people, it's probably for the better if you've played each subsequent game in the series. But for me, it was kind of like playing Zelda on the NES and then playing Breath of the Wild and just being like, whoa, we uh, made some changes here. Mm-hmm. And so for going to Origins, I just, it controlled a lot differently. Um, it was kind of overwhelming with all of the RPG-like mechanics that you had with your character and progressing and um, updating, or not updating, but upgrading certain things. And I was so used to Assassin's Creed 2 where it was pretty intuitive. It was relatively easy and not overly complex. You mm-hmm. could still upgrade your cape and your armor, your swords and your blades and stuff like that. But it wasn't like you had these crazy amount of skill trees on all of your character's stats and everything like that. And so I went on the PSN store looking for an older Assassin's Creed game and I found the Ezio collection for like 15 bucks. And it, yeah. so that included Assassin's Creed 2, Brotherhood, which I unfortunately never played, and uh, Revelations. And so... Um, I've played both and beaten both Revelations and 2, and so I was like, well, let's play Brotherhood and see what that's about. And it's basically Assassin's Creed 2.5. It's exactly the experience I was looking for. It plays the exact same as I remember Assassin's Creed. Graphically, it it's not going to wow anyone because it came out on the 360 PS3, but it certainly doesn't look bad. No. Um, the character models look fine. Uh, Rome is absolutely beautiful. And, you know, I think my biggest complaint with it before I kind of get into some of the things that I'm really enjoying is I think they're probably still struggling with this, the developers, with Assassin's Creed is that when you're kind of traversing the world or you're running away from people, your character doesn't always jump to the right platforms or he'll get stuck in the wall. His animations can be kind of archaic at times. But if you look past that, there's just a really great, fun Assassin's Creed game there. Yeah. And so, um, you know, for me kind of the glitchiness of scaling buildings I can kind of overlook. Not a big deal. Yeah, I think Odyssey approved the, like, you're jumping up a building and it, like, latching onto stuff. I don't know how it works, but I think it's improved greatly. Yeah, yeah. And so I would say, you know, as as far as story goes, I think the Assassin's Creed games, surprisingly enough, rival that of Kingdom Hearts as far as how convoluted and ridiculous they are. You know, I don't know how, how much it's changed in Odyssey and Origins, but, um... I think there's even like some kind of biblical ties with like the apple of. Uh, I think it was. I I went through and tried to figure out what the heck was going on, and it was about the uh, Mayan calendar and the end of the world in 2012. Perfect. Yeah. More so than like, like biblical ties because they were, I think in three they had like this old race of things and these were just these artifacts that like to the gods. I don't know. Yeah. So it was really weird. Yeah, so needless to say, you know, even, you know, coming from someone who cares so little about story and the majority of the games I play, apart from games like Uncharted that, you know, I really care about the characters and stuff like that, um, I've kind of just been going through and doing my thing. And the only story bits that I really pay attention to are when I'm talking to Leonardo da Vinci because he's just a fun animated character. And he's kind of like Ezio's kind of like sideman with all these ridiculous like machines and gadgets and stuff that he makes for you. So, and that, you know, portion I really um, enjoy in the story. But other than that, one of the things that I've been enjoying most, apart from like the main story missions, I'm about 50% through the main story, I think. There's like eight sequences, and I think I'm on the fourth, maybe fifth. And the map is a little overwhelming, not due to its size, but there's just so many icons like 
I was showing you before we started recording. Yeah. They're just littered with icons. And at first, I was just like, I'm not going to do anything. I don't want anything to do with any of these side stuff. I'm just going to beeline the story because I just want to assassinate things. And scale. <laughs> I said that in my normal life. Yeah, too. exactly. I just want to scale buildings and assassinate. Uh, you know, drop down from like 30 feet and just put my blade in someone's face. That's why your knees are probably bad. <laughs> probably why my, my poor knees, yeah. Um, but no, one of the things that I really like about this, it kind of um, reminds me of the Far Cry game. So in Far Cry, you're introduced to this giant open world and you have like these little settlement camps where you'll have like eight to ten guys kind of patrolling the area. Mm-hmm. And it's like this little mini hub that if you get access to it, you can buy new weapons, save, and all that kind of stuff. Well, there's kind of a similar mechanic in, in Brotherhood where there's these little establishments or um, you know settlements where there's a leader that kind of rules that particular area. Yeah. And there's guards surrounding and patrolling the, the, the area as well. But you're tasked with assassinating this, this leader. And once you do that, then you have to scale this large tower and synchronized so you can get visibility into the the general vicinity yeah and then explode it and once you explode it then you get visibility and the ability to go around and kind of renovate the area so you're purchasing shops tailors banks weapon shops and all that kind of stuff and it's kind of just like this very addictive gameplay uh thing that i just very much like far cry i got so addicted to it's kind of like this completionist mentality where, well, I have to get all the repair shops and all the, the banks and the, the paint shops. Because they give you more money and then you're rich. And yeah, so that's cool the thing. It's, it's kind of a throwback to Fable. So in Fable 2, like, as you kind of renovated your cities, you also got money put into the bank because you Income. In- increased business or whatever. And so same thing with this. You know, as you renovate these stores and open them up, because you have to pay out of pocket to open up these shops. Yeah. But once you do that, then it increases your income and you get money immediately dispersed into your in-game bank account every 20 minutes. Um, and that's real-time 20 minutes, uh, which is great because even like when I signed on today, um, it must dis- disperse money even when I'm not playing because I had like $14,000 in my bank account. Yeah. Um, and so that's, it's just like this gameplay. I wish that was real. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Seriously, just... Turn off your PS4 and you're just making cash without doing anything. Yeah. So that that gameplay loop's actually really addicting, and I'm looking forward to actually. I don't think I'm gonna complete everything, but um, like I'm not gonna go out of my way to buy everything. But as long as it's on the map and I can see it, I'm gonna go for it. Well, one of the Vice Cities or Grand Theft Auto games on the PSP had that mechanic where you could buy shops and oh, then you yeah. get money every so often. And that was my favorite part. One of my favorite games uh, from the Xbox PS2 era was um, The Godfather. Mm-hmm. Not only because of its setting, of course, the movie is just an absolute classic, but you got to create your own character and play alongside the, or play through the, the main story of the you know the movie itself. Yeah. But what was really neat is that you would you'd go to these different businesses and extort them for money. So you go to the shop owner and like beat him up until like he you would basically agree to a certain amount of money that he was going to give you and your family every week. Um, and so it was really cool to eventually become like the king of the entire city, um, having extorted all the businesses and then getting this ridiculous amount of money every, you know, however long it was, hour or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then just, you know, get the best weapons, the best cars and all that kind of stuff. It's just a fun gameplay loop that uh, I'm looking yeah. forward to playing more of. And after I beat Brotherhood, you know, 
Um, I'm going to try and beat it before Friday just because, I want, you know, the Switch and stuff. But I think, you know, like the ne- next three months or so, I'll play through Assassin's Creed 2 again, and maybe a few months after that, play through Revelations. Yeah. And maybe eventually go back to Origins. I don't know. I just, after that hour and a half I played, I was really kind of just off-put by the gameplay yeah, changes I'd, they made. I don't know when I'll go back to Odyssey. I, d- I don't know if I like the RPG aspect in the Assassin's Creed. Like watching you play Brotherhood, Brotherhood was my favorite out mm-hmm. of all of them. Um, makes me miss the close-up camera and more oh, yeah. personalized well, assassin. Okay, experience. so there's one other thing, a couple other things I want to talk about too is, um, as the name would imply, Brotherhood, you get to recruit other assassins. Yes. And it's yeah. so satisfying for me, especially when I'm taking over like these little settlements where I have this leader that's off in the distance and I have all these guards that I have to get past in order to get to him. But I can just like call my little assassin buddies and they'll just come up behind him and stab him, you know? Yeah. So that's really fun. And nothing is more satisfying than having two blades, one for each arm, and just walking up to two guards that are, like, in your general wingspan and just stabbing them both in the neck, and they just, like, drop. Because was Brotherhood the one with the most iconic trailer where he's, like, walking in and, like, the assassins are taking out the people on the roofs? Oh, I think so. Yeah. Because he's just, like, casually walking through the city not doing anything. You and see like, all these people. Yeah, you see the assassins taking out archers and things. and It kind of actually reminds me of when Gandalf was approaching Wormtongue in um, Rohan. Yeah. When he was under, like, Saruman's, like, uh, whatever. And Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli are just beating up all these other guards. <laughs> and Gandalf's just casually walking towards the throne or whatever. Yeah, no, it's... Yeah. I love that trailer. I've watched that trailer so many times. Yeah, it actually reminded me of Soft, though. I'll have to check that out tonight. Uh, but yeah, that's really all I've been playing this week. I'm really anticipating the Switch and all the games that we're going to be getting for that. So mm-hmm. um, so yeah, good stuff. Yeah, we'll have to do, once you play Zelda, your impressions on that. Yeah, we'll have to do an episode about that. We can even do like some kind of a complete re- Zelda retrospective. I mean, I know you haven't played a ton of them, um, but it'd be fun a time to talk about the series and where we want it to go. Mm-hmm. That or even like you play through Zelda and some of the Pokemon and do like a joint games episode. at a time. Yeah. Because I don't know if we could do a full one on just Zelda. Yeah, it'd kind of be tough. Let's get into listener questions. Ryan, how can the listeners write into the show? Uh, Discord, Instagram, and iTunes. Wrong. All right. So you can write into the show <laughs> by writing into the podcast at Otaku Brothers Podcast at gmail.com. Oh, yeah, the email. You can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Ari Lewis2011, where I post periodic updates about when we're going to be recording and what we're going to be recording about to kind of help steer uh, your questions and kind of the topics you ask us about. You can also go on our Discord, where we have different topics of suggestion, where, you know, show topics, uh, questions for the show, feedback, all that fun stuff. And the link to all that is in the show notes to this podcast. Yeah, that's what I said, right? Pretty much. Not at all. So let's get on the Instagrams. (laughs) We got a few questions over the weekend. Let's check this out. Um, I'm also going to be eating some Pokemon gummies live on the show because um, you got to eat them all, right? Yeah. (laughs) So let's see here. Um, I think I took a screenshot of my photos. So there it is. Oh, you know what we should actually talk about first is this beautiful picture that uh, Travis's wife, Kara, actually drew. Yeah, no, it looks great. So it's Mordor Academy, and it's like this little goblin guy, and uh, he just looks really neat and grotesque and dark-looking. Yeah, he's disgusting. Yeah, exactly. But he has a backstory um, that eventually we're going to flesh out and you know do a podcast about because yeah. everyone's story needs to be heard, right? All right, he so deserves a voice. He does. 
First question uh, from Logan, friend of the show. He says, is GameStop going to die? All right. Is GameStop going to die? I don't think they're going to die soon. I think GameStop's been very smart about adapting to the current market. You know, for a while there, they just sold video games, and then they started selling you know, your iPods, your iPhones, and certain other devices that I think, um, honestly, I'm, I'd be curious to see the amount of, um, like how much of their income actually comes from that. Yeah, breakup of the yeah. revenue. Uh, but I think one of the biggest things right now is just memorabilia and just collectibles, figurines, pop figures, plushie dolls. And I think 60% of GameStop stores now are just that stuff. Because that's what people like. People want to collect things. And so I think they've been smart to adapt and adjust. And so in that sense, I don't think they're going to die anytime soon. That being said, it begs the age-old question of when everything, if it even does, goes completely digital. Which I don't think is going to be for decades, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they are. It depends on the demand of physical copies. And as long as the, I mean, if you look at Red Dead's file it's like 80 gigs for the actual game file and the capacity of a hard drive on a ps4 is like a gig or terabyte Mm -hmm. so as long as memory is still a problem physical copies are still going to be in high demand absolutely so i mean also trade-ins half off i mean looking for sales there's still going to be a demand Mm -hmm. especially for those retro titles yeah and i think that's another that's a good point that's another thing that um gamestop's kind of gotten in on because the retro scene for, for video games and really just um, vintage toys and everything like that has really uh, kind of resurfaced. And I think with GameStop kind of getting back into um, the retro classics or however they, they name it on their website, you can actually order through um, their their website anything dating from the PlayStation 1, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, N64, some of the more well-known stuff, like you're not going to find really obscure titles, yeah. but certainly your Smash Brothers, Super Mario 64s, um, Final Fantasy 7, those types of games you can order on their website. And so I think they're they're smart in kind of catering to as many demographics as they possibly can, but at the same time, you know, they only have such a big budget and you don't want to spread yourself too thin and be the jack of all trades, the master of, what do they say, master of none. Like, you kind of need to yeah. hone in on, on a specific thing that you're best at. And I think companies that have tried to do that in the past, where they just do everything for everyone, they're not getting enough return on investment for certain things. And yeah, I mean, GameStop's margins are probably better than we think. Well, considering, you Their know... Their markups are great. You know, you sell... You buy the newest Battlefield for 60 bucks. You bring it back a week later after you beat it, and, they, and yeah, we'll give you three quarters for That's that. That's a depreciation of a freaking car. Yeah, like, it's it's horrible. You drive it off the lot, it's lost 10K. Mm-hmm. So, so... But yeah, I think... Is GameStop going to die? Not anytime soon, friend. I just yeah. think they... Uh, and then if they do die, there's always going to be a store to replace it. It's going to be probably a less-known chain, but it's still going to be a, like retro games or buyback games kind of feel like we have one that's not a chain near us it's just a family-owned place and they have really old more obscure stuff yeah that's right Uh, i don't know who this is it's orange orange guy did lauren take the entire box oh no they're over there um i got pikachu nice um yeah um okay next question next question um 
really good friend, Benny, writes in, and he says, what is your favorite game world that you would like to visit or even live? Mm. I think for me, one of the most uh, engaging ex- gaming experiences that I've ever had where I don't want to sound super cheesy and be like, I felt like I was in the game. And not that this should surprise anyone, but Skyrim, I really lost myself in. Yeah. You know, I think the music, if you can play it with headphones, just the very atmospheric, you know, orchestrated, composed soundtrack really kind of makes you feel a part of that world. And especially since you get to build this character from the ground up, from race to gender to whatever, what kind of play style, whether he's going to be a mage or, you know, what have you. Um, I think really allows you to kind of cater the experience to whatever you want it to be and what your greatest imagination is. And so to kind of create this person, it's almost like life 2.0, whatever that stupid game is, where yeah. you actually feel like you're a part of that that world. So Skyrim for me is probably a big one. Yeah, I would probably say Skyrim. I got lost in there. That or Oblivion. But Skyrim's kind of the updated version. Plus Anywhere with Dragons is pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it is a beautiful world. Going back to it recently, the graphics are very much outdated. Um, Skyrim? Yeah. Yeah. Which is hard because, I mean, you're seeing new games and then you're trying to go back and there's so much nostalgia now. It's weird that Skyrim is now at a nostalgia factor. It is. Because it's seven years old. Um, Which is wild. Dude, 2011, I think, was one of the greatest years for video games of all time. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. we got Uncharted 3, Skyrim, Skyward Sword, Batman Arkham City... What kind of irritates me, though, with um, the Skyrim, like the PS4 version, is if you, even with shaders and things, put that on, it's considered modded. Ooh, Gengar. I'm sorry, you said something? Yeah, no, if you put, uh, like, any shaders or graphic things on the PS4 version, it's considered modded, and it takes off trophies. What? Yeah. So, I wanted to play through with, like, updated grass and, like, things, and it would take away all the trophies I would have gotten, which sucks. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, if trophies don't matter, but I wanted to get some trophies at least. On a positive note, my Gengar gummy was purple. Nice. And my Bulbasaur gummy is green. So, there's hope in the world, It's a message from Arceus. It is. You have no idea. He's that white Pokemon, right? Yeah, the god Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know what's up. Okay. I'm keeping up with the times. Um, what other, okay, so getting back to Benny's question, we talked about a world that we like really kind of engrossed us, but what was a world, what's a world in video games that you just would like to be a part of? Like you'd like to just visit it apart from, wow, I felt like I was alive or in that world when I was playing it. Probably, um, Force Unleashed. Oh yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I mean, that's the real fleshed out Star Wars, like exploring the force. Um... God of War, that would be a cool world. You'd like to just bash Hercules' face in? And well, I mean, I freaking love the Greek pantheon. Yeah. Um, and then North Pantheon, or Nordic uh, gods. So I, I think that would be cool, them having, like, physical forms and, like, actually having effect on things. Yeah. Um, whether I'd be Kratos, I don't know if I'd want that, because he has a pretty messed up... Any excuse to get face tattoos and face paint is is always welcome. Yeah, and the ashes of your loved ones burned on your skin. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, that's why he's white. <laughs> so why wouldn't you want to do that? Yeah, great. This Happy is, Friday. Yep. Yeah. Ooh, boy. Um, yeah. So, what about you? Probably Pokemon. I mean, I, it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you want to be a Pokemon master? Uh, it <sighs> will be as of Friday. As of Friday, I will definitely be in the world of Kanto again. Gosh, that's gonna be so amazing. I know. I'm excited. And I think what's really good too about us getting this game is we're both going in relatively blind. Um, not really for lack of research. I think they've been pretty cri- cryptic about what you can even do in this game. So yeah. I think for a lot of people, we're going to be going in completely fresh and unaware of really what it, this game's capable of and what you're able to do. Yeah, I I wasn't going to get it originally, and then I was watching one of the guys who does competitive Pokemon play, and he actually had like two hours of gameplay or two or three, and he went into like a in-depth like breakdown because he knew what to look for. Oh, really? Because he's used to competitive play. Um, so he's going through like how IVs and EVs work and all of that kind of stuff. Hmm. So yeah, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be interesting. And I think we'll probably, probably not this weekend because I'm going to be so busy. Uh, we'll probably still try and get an episode out, but we'll probably do a, a switch Pokemon. Let's go dedicated episode here. Um, Near future. The, the following week. Yeah. When Lauren goes to Japan. So that's 24. Maybe Thanksgiving-ish. Okay. Yeah. Dude, Thanksgiving is almost here. This this year is like just flying on by. I know. I'm excited for a three-day week that week. Oh, yeah. So wait, Thanksgiving is on Thursday. So Monday through Wednesday. And then mm-hmm. office is going to be a ghost town. Yeah. Usually people take off that Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think my boss said that they were going to work or from home or something. So good stuff. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well... For the first time in a long time, we get to the main topic of the show, uh, only 37 minutes in. Wow. So. What's going on? I don't know. (laughs) Times are changing. Usually it's like an hour. Yeah. Or like an hour and 15, 30 minutes. Yeah, it's crazy. But Ryan and I wanted to do something a little bit different this week. Thanks to executive producer Travis. Uh, He suggested a few different topics and one of which was our college experiences. Yeah. Ryan and I went to the same college as did his sister and my wife, Lauren, well, I started off at a different, <laughs> larger college. You did. We'll get to that. Uh, okay. don't, don't spoil things. Okay. Yeah. You know, let's let's just lead into this a little bit. Do we want to give college names, or does should we keep college names out? It doesn't really matter. Um, there's at least three psychotic people that listen to this show on a weekly basis. Um, okay. No, I, I honestly don't even really care. Okay. We can reveal everything today, Ryan. <laughs> How provocative. <laughs> <laughs> The, the details are coming out, folks. It doesn't really reveal anything. No, I'm not too worried about it. Yeah. So Ryan and I went to Harvard University. Yeah. And we got our PhDs. And uh, what's your PhD in? Astrology and microbiology. Oh, okay. Master of Physics. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. I cut hair on the side, though. What? I'm a barber. Okay. <laughs> 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 I was like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, no, actually, none of that's true. So I graduated from high school in 2011, uh-huh. and I went to Bowling Green State University um, mm-hmm. in North, or like, yeah, Northern Ohio. Mm-hmm. Good old OHIO. And uh, yeah, so I was kind of contemplating between three different schools. The one school I was planning on going to was a little too close to home. The other was very, the atmosphere was kind of very stuck up, and there was just Great sense of entitlement with everyone there. Harvard. Preppy, Harvard. Yeah, I just didn't want to go there. Um, it just wasn't for me. 
So I chose Bowling Green because it seemed like this hole away or home away from home. <laughs> a hole. It away. really is kind of a hole in the wall like town though. It's yeah, it's very it kind of small, uh, old fashioned. I would say. But it just seemed perfect for me to me. The the campus, especially in the fall time, is just absolutely beautiful with these really, really large trees as you walk through old campus in particular. Yeah. And they had a great business school, uh, which was the main draw for me because for me, I came in um, majoring in both accounting and finance. I later dropped the finance degree because I needed to take a few extra finance classes. And after I took the first finance class, I recognized that this is not what I want to do with my life. Yeah. Annuities and all that kind of stuff was just not... Not a fun thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I stuck with accounting. And Which is way more fun. Absolutely, <laughs> man. It keeps me up at night sometimes, just crunching those yeah, numbers. Yeah, crying. <laughs> yeah. And so I stuck with accounting, and as I progressed into my junior year, I think is kind of when I determined that I wanted to get into public accounting. Mm-hmm. And so my first job out of college, I was in public accounting with one of the big four firms, and uh, I was there for two years, and then I switched to internal audit with another company that I find much better because not only do I sleep, I don't have bloodshot eyes, I consume seven and a half less glasses of coffee a day, Yeah, and I get to see my wife every now and again. That's nice. So it's it's really convenient. And I get to record this beautiful podcast that all you yeah. fun people out there like. Uh, tell You guys tell me that you like it, but I mean, I know <laughs> That's you're the just, word on the street. You're I just didn't... being sympathetic and... Uh, yeah, feel bad. Yeah. So I started um, back... I graduated high school in 2011 as well, and I wanted to do engineering. So I went to, I, I guess it was between um, uh, a, cool, a school in North Carolina, Appalachian State, um, OSU, and then a few other ones. And I ended up going to OSU for electrical and computer engineering. Um, and then after two years of that, I didn't, I didn't know if I wanted to do engineering for the rest of my life. Um, running tests or running the same tests over and over, it was less like the personal aspect that I kind of would crave. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to Bowling Green um, along with Lauren the same, basically the same time. And I switched to kinesiology, which is exercise science. Um, did a year of that and realized that I could make the same amount of money as someone who has a certification. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this is not a long-term viable option. So I switched to um, supply chain management and uh, double majored with that and then business analytics. Nice. So in the, after there, um, I got a job with a company and I do purchasing, basically strategic sourcing um, of a lot of money. Yeah. Good stuff, man. We live the most exciting lives. Yeah. I dare you guys to try and find... And I'm a barber on the side. Exactly. We all are. <laughs> we own our little, uh, little barber shop. It's great. We have a quartet. Yes, we do. Uh, so now we got that out of the way. That's the boring stuff. We get into the real stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, Ryan, you're probably a lot more structured than I am with this. So what was the first kind of topic thing that you want to kind of discuss? Uh, memorable games played. Okay. So I can kind of kick this off if you don't mind. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. So my freshman year, um, I won't go into my roommate situation because we'll probably talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, but I was randomly paired up my freshman year. And again, I won't go into it, but it wasn't the most... Um, joyful of circumstances with the person I was rooming with. But fortunately for me, I had a 3DS and um, my DSi XL as well. And I kind of made it a goal for myself each year of college to play a Dragon Quest game on the DS. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I had gotten uh, Dragon Quest IX. 
And so one of my favorite things to do was, you know, after classes, homework, I'd go to the gym and I'd get a Mondo's sub, just yeah. a giant buffalo chicken sub, come back to my dorm room, more 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 so on Friday nights, um, because a lot of like the friends that I knew were going out and doing crazy things and I wasn't wasn't something that appealed to me. So I go back to my dorm room, turn on Netflix, like watch Supernatural. After I eat my sub, I I get up my bunk and like watch like binge watch Supernatural and play a Dragon Quest game. Because yeah. it was very mindless, but it was still really enjoyable, that sense of progression, especially in Dragon Quest Nine, because as you unlocked a new armor, it actually your character's appearance changed, which was really neat. Yeah. And so that, you know, I, I continued to do that the subsequent years in college, playing Dragon Quest Five and Six as well. Um, I'd beaten four my senior year of, of high school. Um, but those are just terrific games. Again, it's it's a shame that I'm not as into Dragon Quest Eleven as I was with these handheld games, but I'm still very much enjoying Eleven. But it was so fun to kind of have that sense of anticipation of each year going to play a new game in the series. And it was enough time break between games that it never felt like tedious um, or monotonous or anything like that. Yeah. So that's one big one. The other one may come as a surprise to people because, as you know, it's my number two game of all time, and that is The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Yeah. And so I've talked about this quite a bit in the past that my uncle owned the game, and I grew up watching him play that in Goldeneye pretty frequently. You know, whenever we went over to his house, um, he'd let me go on his save file and kind of just explore the world, and it was really kind of just a magical, very memorable experience. But it wasn't until... Uh, my freshman year of college that I actually played through the game in its entirety. I got the 3DS remake. Okay. And I just remember every single day going to class and so badly just wanted to rush back to my room and pop up my 3DS and get back to that world. It was just so, you know... It's, it's interesting because it was such a callback to those experiences I had growing up, but it was still so new to me because there was so much of that world that I hadn't explored when I would just occasionally watch my uncle play. Yeah. So to be able to experience it for myself with updated graphics and portably, you know, no less, it was just really amazing and really solidified its spot on my top 10 games of all time. Yeah, it's so about the same time I played Ocarina as well. Okay, yeah. Uh, so yeah, just an amazing game. I definitely would like to go back and, and play it again just because <coughs> it is one of those games I think that I could play every every couple of years and still really enjoy it. Uh, my last two games, like I said, uh, actually three here, 2011 was an absolutely amazing year for video games. Yeah, it was. And I think one of the things that I really enjoyed uh, was, you know, I worked really hard in college. Like, <coughs> whoa, oh, bless me. you. Uh, I, I always worked really hard in college, and I think I've talked about it before. I always had to study about 30 times more than my peers just because things didn't come naturally to me. I couldn't just show up to an exam after watching lectures in class and be able to ace an exam. I wish. So it was an absolute nightmare when I took the certified public accounting exam, mm-hmm. four of them, because um, you know I had friends that studied for probably half the amount of time that I did, and they got 90s. And I studied tirelessly for those exams, and the best score I ever got was a seventy-nine. Yeah, but you know what's not on your certificate or your uh, your score your or certificate? average? Yeah, none of it. Yeah, none of those scores are on there. It's just did you ever get that CPA? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, I did. Um, and so where was I going with that? Studying. Yeah. Exams, so so yeah, I worked my butt off, fun. and you know, it was 
really just Friday nights and occasionally throughout the week that I'd come home and play my 3DS in my dorm. Mm-hmm. But I always anticipated so much going home for holidays to be able to play my console. And so I remember going home for Christmas that year and I got Arkham City and Skyrim. Yeah. And I I didn't rush through Arkham City. And I think what, we got like two and a half, three weeks for Christmas vacation. Yeah, I believe so. And so like in one week, I just burned through Arkham City. Um, I think to this day... And again, I have not played Marvel Spider-Man, so that'll probably change here relatively shortly. There's never been a better superhero game. I mean, that game really revolutionized that subgenre of video games, particularly Batman games, because to that point, we had a few good beat-em-ups on like the Genesis and Super Nintendo. Yeah. But there was never really a game that made you feel like Batman. And those games, you were the Batman. Not yeah. that that means anything to you because you don't give a lick about that character. No, I've seen, I have seen those games and they look pretty good. Yeah, no, they're outstanding. Yeah. And Arkham City was just phenomenal. It was such an amazing game. There's, it really deserved the tens across the board that it got in yeah. Game of the Year awards. But when I played Skyrim, um, my my parents called a psychologist because I wouldn't leave my room for about <laughs> two weeks. Um, I think they got a lot of calls like that. Yeah, no, so it was really bad. Um, in the best of ways, because you just, I mean, Ryan and I've talked about this game endlessly. There's really not much more that needs to be said other than the fact that, um, you know, there's few games that I wish I could wipe my memory of playing and go back and play them for the first time again. And Skyrim's like at the top of that list. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, Skyrim's definitely on mine. Um, do we want to kind of merge this with like dorm nights and games or is that kind of what you did or do you just, yeah, because and I guess maybe to that point, I never really had a lot of those. Okay. Um, occasionally I would say later on when some of my friends moved off campus, um, we'd go over and have like halo four nights, um, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. Halo four multiplayer was outstanding. Uh, we'd have smash brothers nights and Mario Kart, but it wasn't like a regular thing that we did often i would say yeah probably not as much as you guys because i know you have some specific stories about that yeah so i guess skyrim was the first big one i'm gonna get some more water yeah keep doing it um so for skyrim i guess when i went to bg i had a roommate rick and he was really into games um and ben across the hall we actually went to high school with him um so we were all into skyrim at that time and I made a character on Rick's PS4, and his name was Pablo Rawdog. Nice. And uh, any particular reason why he was named that? It, it seemed reasonable. Yeah, of at course. the time, it, this mm-hmm. is the first name that popped into my head. Sure. He was a Khajiit. Nice. Yeah. Catman. And like, I guess the first couple of days, I think I've said this before, is everyone knew we were the oldest people in the dorm. So, I mean, people, we left our doors open because. I think that was how we wanted the dorm experience to go was everything's really open. Yeah. And um, so we were playing Skyrim. You could hear the uh, like music playing down the hall. And maybe after a week or so, the entire dorm hallway was just like everyone playing Skyrim. Mm. Like you could walk down and just every door was open, at least on the guy's side. And everyone was playing Skyrim. That's amazing. They, they saw us playing Skyrim like the first couple of days. What a cool experience to just be able to almost be a fly in the wall to just kind of casually walk through the hallway and just you just look to each, your left and right, and just seeing all these people so mesmerized by this video game. Yeah, because then you'd hear like the dragon screeching and you're like, 
I know what he's doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> like from down the hall. Yeah. And like some people played it way too loud. So like in the middle of the night, I mean, we'd hear have our window. Yeah, we just hear like screaming or like death noises or just like just very iconic um noises from Skyrim. So that was a lot of fun. Um as far as back at OSU when I was in engineering, we had like an engineering lab. And I was on a project with this guy named Dave. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of, I think back in high school is when I first really got into Minecraft. But um, Dave was also really into it. And we actually, on one of the engineering computers, set up a server mm-hmm. so that like, I think like five of us could play Minecraft nice. in the engineering place. So we had a server, we were playing through games, and I think the head of the engineering department like caught us one day playing Minecraft, and he's like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you should be learning or like doing this project. And we had already done all of our CAD work and stuff, so we like showed him what we were building uh-huh. in, uh, in Minecraft, and he's like, that's actually pretty cool, just get your homework done, yeah. <laughs> and then go ahead, do whatever. Um, he also got me into like the big... Minecraft people at the time who had YouTube channels. Yeah. So we would discuss like the episodes that we had watched. Um, then when I moved to BG, um, I had a server with Ben, Rick, myself, and my girlfriend at the time. And we would just like, we would hog resources and like create farms. And Ben was really into like getting all the resources. Mm, okay. So like he'd be like, hey, I found like, he had a lot more time than we did. He's like, I, I found 30 diamonds last night. And then he would like decorate and taunt us. Like he's like, had a giant room of diamonds. He's like, you guys suck at this game. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Um, I would be building like cathedrals and he would be just strip mining the entire ground. Um, Destiny was another one. Um, oh, really? I don't know when that came out. But I had not played it before. and Probably like 2014-ish. Let me check this. Maybe 13-ish? I don't know. Let's check this out. Keep going. <coughs> well, I had never played it before, and Rick had it on, and Rick would play with... Uh, 2014. Okay. So about the time when I got there. Yeah. Um, so Rick, Ben, and uh, Nick was Ben's roommate. They would all play. And I had never seen it, so I'd just be watching them. So I got the controller, and... I I didn't really know what the story was or anything, so I would just go. No one did. You'd like learn it through like these stupid little cards. Yeah. No. So I would just dance and like I'd be sitting there doing like these emotes, just <laughs> dancing, and like the bullets would actually like I would dodge them through my dance moves. Nice. And then some random guy would follow me around because he thought it was entertaining, <laughs> and I just dance for him. And then like it wasn't the he, first time. Yeah. <laughs> and it just started a downward spiral yeah. of what I did with my life. I was a dancer at Harvard. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so I would just dance. And then we got like a group of just random people we met on the internet, like dancing with me, like fighting people and like dodging bullets through dance. And then we got messages like, hey, man, you're you're fun. We should play some more. And I was like, dude, I've whatever. Yeah. Um, The other one, we did Smash Nights, which I think I've talked about a lot. Um, where we just have like everyone who was into Smash mm-hmm. come into our dorm room, including the RA, and there was drinking involved, and basically we'd have tournaments. Um, so whoever would win would have to take a shot. Oh wow! The problem was I'm really good at Smash, <laughs> so like even after like five shots, I would still be winning, and then I'd have to like 
I'm just gonna give him my controller so I don't die. Yeah, exactly. Um, Pumping your. So I think like enemy. after five or six, I was a like a still a little bit better, but I could everyone could compete. Yeah. <laughs> so, so my judgment was a little clouded. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know the the yellow stick was it C stick? C stick yeah. was doing like the fully charged moves and. I always found that it's cheap, but everyone there to like try to keep up would use the C stick. Yeah. And I think after like five or six shots that we could, that would, they'd be able to hit me with that. Cause yeah. I'm, I was really good at shield rolling. Mm, yeah. Which is annoying for everyone else. And then the last major game that I played was Ruby version. Oh yeah. Dude, so, I remember being in your apartment and we were just casually, it was like, I think me, you, me, Ben, Lauren was there and we we're just chilling. And someone said something about there being a Sapphire and Ruby remake. Because mm-hmm. I had it. I'd, I'd been playing through it. And mm-hmm. it'd been out for a, 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 at least a year or more yeah. at that point. And you, like... Caught wind. Freaked out. Yeah, you were just like, well, that's my favorite Pokemon game. You were just yeah. like, well, we got to go to GameStop right now. Get in the car. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, like... It's like the horn of Gondor, just... <laughs> that is no orc horn. <laughs> That's actually the... That was the elf horn. Because remember... Uh, I'm talking about Helm's Deep, the Battle of Helm's Deep, when yeah. Gimli's putting on his armor, and then they hear the horn, and yeah. lovely Legolas is like, that is no orc horn. And then all of his bros, like, walk up. <laughs> How the, yeah. the elf No, just a re- Yeah, it was really good. So we... Oh, gosh, I played so much. I want to watch uh, Lord of the Rings now. Yeah, I might do that when I go home. Yeah, it's only, I think, about two months since I've watched them. It's less than that for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's a long stint of uh, not watching. I have the shakes, man. <laughs> the Lord of the Rings abstinence <laughs> right here. The withdrawal symptoms. <laughs> no, so we um, we beat the game, and Ben had completed the Pokedex. So I was like, okay, how long will that take? So I ended up... Wonder trading and trying to get the Pokedex. Oh gosh, the moment I found out about Wonder trading. Yeah, I, I mean, I played the original one probably two hundred plus hours because I got grown on to um, ninety one before I beat the Elite Four. Oh wow, and the actual Game Boy Advance version. Yeah. Wow. So playing through this, I ended up beating the game way before that. But like Wonder trading is what we do on a Friday night. Um, so we'd get a line of six Pokemon, mm-hmm. or I think we'd fill up an entire box and wonder trade the entire box, and then we'd pick six Pokemon to battle each other. That's awesome. So we'd, like, wonder trade battle, which was a lot of fun, um, or we'd just do six and then just do the six that we got. Sometimes it was crap. I was going to say, you had, like, seven, like six Wurmples <laughs> just chilling in your... Sometimes. Um, I mean, if you did the entire box, it's a lot more fair, because I think there was 30 mm-hmm. or so, um, but I got this Dugon that could, like, one... Because it's... Sheer cold was what it knew, so it's a one-hit KO, oh, nice. and I landed it on, like, three of his guys, um, which was f- really fun. Um, and then we ended up creating an economy, so we would um, get Dratinis, and it would have, like, hit egg moves and hidden abilities, so it was really competitive. We'd breed a bunch of those. That's probably why I have 600 hours. Yeah. And then we would trade those for legendaries, and then we'd trade legendaries with these rare event berries of... Jaboka berries, I think it was, or um, Enigma berries on them. Dude, you're already way over my head. Jaboka, you could get mythic Pokemon because it's that rare. Enigma, you can get shinies or you could just... Basically, we're just trying to up our level to get mythics or shiny Pokemon. Okay. And I probably had like 10 plus shiny Zapdoses. Oh my god! Throughout my... Yeah. 
So we, I mean, we how many up... shiny Pokemon do you think you have? <laughs> Removing duplicates, unique <coughs> shiny Pokemon. Do you think? Probably 150. Wow. We were trying to get a full shiny deck. That'd be insane. Um, but we only, I think, and the Sun and Moon came out, and the trading system on that is really lame. Is it? Yeah, it doesn't. Nothing compares to the economy of. I think you raged about that on our Pokemon episode. I like freaking hate episode it. three or something. Yeah, because you could do your own. Like, I would say. Uh, I totally forget what I'd say. It's like egg moves, hidden abilities, um, adamant nature. Um, so you could basically market your guy and then sell it off. Mm, okay. For I mean, they'd have to trust that that's true, and I would make sure that it's true. And then you do like six IVs. Um, usually it was five because you didn't need regular physical attacks. You just have special mm-hmm. or vice versa. But yeah, anyway, yeah, a lot of fun with that one. Nice. Um, so wait, what the heck were we talking about? Was this just game, memorable games? Yeah, or any game night memories. Okay, got it. Uh, so next, where are we at with topics then? Where you want to go? Do we want to go to random college stories? Yeah, we can do that. Okay. We got this. Okay, do you want to save? No. Okay, I guess we're risking it. We're going for it. We're going for it, folks. We know <laughs> no more pauses in the podcast. We're just... Live, raw, and real audio over here on, on Talking Brothers. So, uh, nice. so why don't you kick things off with... Uh, well, actually, you know what? I'm going to start this off. Okay. So my freshman year, like I talked about earlier, I was randomly paired with someone. And th- this can always be dangerous because I think I had to fill out like, some kind of like questionnaire about like, do you smoke? Do you do drugs? Do you do all these different things? Are you clean? Are you whatever? Um, and I don't do any of those things. I am clean. I'm very hygiene uh focused or whatever i don't know what the heck you'd say yeah um brush my teeth all that good stuff congrats thanks man bro so anyways um i was paired with this person that uh wasn't any of those things very slobbish and i just remember he had like the leaning tower of coca-cola cans Mm -hmm. um on his desk which again we're on opposite sides of the room so it's not that big of a deal well you know what it becomes a, a big deal ryan hmm it becomes a big deal when you have fruit flies all over your apartment. Yeah. And it becomes a real problem when you have used band-aids on the floor. Like a bunch of them? Like more than one. Yeah. Even one pushes the that's boundaries. That's just disgusting. Okay, that's unsanitary. That's sick. Mm-hmm. So I very calmly, you know, would, would say to him, like, bro, we you got you to gotta clean this place. There's, there's bugs in here. There's a used band-aid. And he, like was very not, he didn't take it well. Yeah. And so he eventually joined a fraternity and moved out uh, after the first semester. Nice. So I was like, winner, winner, chicken dinner over here. So I met this kid named Max. I would go to the um, dining hall every morning for breakfast. Mm-hmm. I would open up the place, essentially. I'd get there at 7 a.m., whenever, because I always had 8 a.m. classes or 8 yeah. a.m. Yeah. I always tried to get my classes out of the way as soon as I could. And so I would go there, and every single day, he and I were the only people in this facility eating that early in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's in college, you know, like your freshman year, you're always hesitant to like put Go your, over and hit on another dude. Yeah, exactly. You just don't know what's going to go on. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, you just don't know. You can't, you can't know. So anyways, eventually I was like, well, I want to meet someone around here, you know, because when I went to Bowling Green, I purposely kind of separated myself from my high school friends because I wanted to kind of start new, start fresh, yeah. challenge myself. And so I eventually went over there and introduced myself. And it was funny because he, you know those waffle makers? Yeah. He had a waffle every single day. 
every single day. It's all, you know, and I guess I had egg whites and turkey sausage or whatever the heck and fruit I ate. I don't remember. Um, and so I went over and introduced myself and his name was Max and we just continually started eating breakfast together. And this was actually like in the first semester before my, this other guy moved out. And so we would just consistently eat breakfast together, talk and everything. And we came to found out that he was really big into video games. He brought his PS3 up. Um, he was huge into Pokemon. He had a 3DS as well. Um, we just really hit it off. And so he kind of lived in a toxic situation as well in his dorm room. And so I was like, well, I kind of not don't like my roommate like at all. And he's actually moving out. So why don't you just move in? Move in. And so he switched. And so that was super cool to have him in the, the dorm room with me. Um, he actually was playing through Demon Souls back oh, in, the, nice. in the day. Yeah. He let me play a few times and I was just like, yeah, this garbage is way too frustrating. <laughs> Um, he was a huge fan of Ratchet and Clank, if I recall correctly. Um, just a really genuine person. He was uh-huh. just very kind. And, uh, he actually was very big into Gundam. He liked this really neat Japanese Gundam figure. Mm. And, uh, so yeah, we had a lot of fun together. And unfortunately, I think he had to pull out of college, like our sophomore year. And I really haven't kept in close contact with him, which is a shame because he yeah. was just a good person. Um, Another weird thing, so that my, that floor was just very toxic, the, flo- the floor that I lived in. Do we just want to go through a roommate's situation? Yeah, let's okay. do that. Yeah, so I lived in Harshman, which was a garbage dorm. It's been pulled down at this point because it's been there for like 3,000 years. Didn't it have like asbestos or something? Probably. Um, and it was hot as Hades in the, mm-hmm. the summer because we didn't have air conditioning. Mm-hmm. So even if you open up your window at night, it's still like you're just sweating your, your tail off. It's horrible. And uh, so if that didn't make matters worse as it was there were just these really jerk jock kind of guys at the end of the hallway yeah and so we were those guys <laughs> yeah exactly so one day you know i i think it was just an evening i had gotten back from working out went and showered which was also equally awkward because like your showers were at the end of the hall in the bathroom and the, the only thing you really had to shield yourself from everyone else was just a small curtain yeah and um so that was, that was just weird. We actually were at the very end of the hall, and because we were in the handicap room, had a like a private like resort bathroom for the what handicap. What the heck is that about? I don't. <laughs> it's because we were the old hags of the hallway. Wow. Well, good for you guys. Yeah. Um, and so I remember, you know, showering, coming back to my, <laughs> uh, my my door, and there was a condom that had been strapped over the doorknob, and someone had like smeared lotion all over it so it looked like yeah. what you'd expect and i knew exactly who did it i mean i turned around and these three dweebs had their head out the like the doorway just like giggling like little schoolgirls. and and i went over to them and i said you're gonna go take that off my door and they were just like well i don't know what you're talking about rusty i didn't do anything and i was like you're gonna go over there and take that off my door and i was very adamant and I was a scrawny dude, but I didn't yeah. give two shits. I was like, you're going to get, yeah, go take it off. And they did. Um, and they never did it again because <laughs> I was very, you know. And I pulled out my uh, butterfly knife <laughs> and I shanked one in the neck. Boom, right there. And the, once he dropped, the other ones followed suit. Yeah, so those are like the craziest, I guess, freshman year stories. Um, my sophomore year, oh gosh, I don't even know if I want to get into that because that's just, the person I was with was not not healthy 
Yeah, really, roommates are a very hit or miss scenario. Yeah. yeah. And as much as you want to branch out and like experience new people, you probably want to go in with like a solid like person at least. Yeah, I mean, you just you really meet some interesting folks in college, mm-hmm. and some not for the better. Yes. Um, I would say what was really cool is you know I led um, I got involved with the church on campus very early on, and as I went through uh, college, I was kind of like a Bible study, like co-leader type of thing. Mm -hmm. And I met um, Mark, who was in my wedding Mm -hmm. um, at one point. He started coming to my life group and I found out that he and two other guys were going to get a place off campus my junior year or senior year of college. And they needed an extra person and they asked me to, to join them. And then we really just became close friends. We were roommates for, Mark and I were roommates for like, I think three years but those guys, um, you know, they eventually graduated, but they were there for at least two. And uh, we just had the best of times because Joey had an Xbox One. And so it was always he was always in the, the main room. You're going to actually appreciate this. So he was always in the main room playing whatever the latest and greatest game was, whether it was Assassin's Creed Black Fat Flag. Um, so Fall- essentially Ben. Fallout 4. He really was Ben. But what he'd do is he would be talking to someone on his headset. He'd be farming on RuneScape on his laptop. Essentially Ben. <laughs> yeah. And then doing whatever he was doing on his phone. So he was like multitasking three to four different things at the same time. And he would just be eating either Hot Pockets, pizza rolls, and drinking Mountain Dew. It was just wow. stereotypical. Like coffee. So like yeah. Ben would do that. He'd be playing what like Borderlands or whatever. He'd be farming something in RuneScape, probably old school. And then he would be wonder trading. Yeah. In his offhand. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Um, But what was really fun is that, and you know this, Ryan, like I was very, I was a very dull person, very set my ways and structured in the way I did things. Yeah. Whether it came to eating, studying, and what have you. And Lawrence helped me kind of come out of my shell quite Mm -hmm. a bit. Um, They live at the... uh, Don't, we're not going to talk about that. (laughs) Yeah. And so, um, you know, so... What the heck? So you threw me off my train of thought here. Um, Setting your ways. Yeah, so most of the time I was in my room just door closed, studying, shut the world off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the weekends, we would typically on a Friday night go to family video because those were a thing. Mm-hmm. Still are. It's basically Blockbuster. And we would rent a bunch of movies and get a couple Little Caesars pizzas and just veg out and watch like three to four movies. Uh, so that was always a good time. Yeah. And it was actually the first time that I watched the first Hobbit movie because I never saw any of the Hobbits in theaters. Yeah. So I saw the first two with them. Um, and uh, yeah, we just had a lot of really good times. Nice. A lot of Taco Bell runs, but I didn't eat Taco Bell then. So I kind of was just um, there for moral support, I suppose. Yeah, it's a very questionable food. Yeah. Well, I like it now. When I actually, when I, when I found... Contrap Supreme. <laughs> Contrap, remember? Yeah. Or Conchon. Con- yeah. Um, when I... Found out that I passed my CPA exam. You know, I told Lauren to go into the other room because I was just freaking out because my one exam was going to lapse, which would have meant I, if I failed this exam, I would have had to take two exams over again. Mm-hmm. And so I told Lauren to go into the other room. I signed into the portal. and nerve-wracking. Yeah, it was, it was the worst. And I look at my score, 76. You need a 75 to pass. I was like, Lauren, get in the car. We're going to Taco Bell. Get some T-Bell. Come back here. And uh, it was great. So yeah, good way to celebrate. But I'm trying to think of anything else I have here. Roommate-wise? Yeah. I mean, the only other really things I have is just like just meeting you, Lauren, the fraternity, and things like that. 
Um, and I don't know if we want to get into all those stories, but why don't you um, entertain us for a little bit here, Ryan? Okay, so as far as my roommate situation, um, I didn't really have a roommate. I was saving money back at OSU uh, commuting. So I, when I got to BG, I had Rick, which... Yeah, it's uh, kind of like what you were saying. You had to fill out a survey, like, I guess your situation, if you brush your teeth and are clean. And so we are, I thought it was very much like a, a dating kind of situation. It's kind um, of what it was. It was like a yeah. dating site. Yeah. And so I um, filled out my survey, and I was going through the people, and some of them were freshmen, and... Um, yeah, I like there are older people in the kind of oh your pop filter. Yeah, there, you there are older people in the rotation, and there's one guy named who was 23. It's like he's really old. Like I I don't want to get him. Yeah, because this is your freshman year. You're saying yeah. So we're what your well, it's, it's my junior year technically. Oh, that's right. Because yeah, I'm okay, switching. Transfer. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I, I saw that, and I reached out to him. I was like, hey, man, this is kind of like a dating site. It looks like we're compatible. What's <laughs> up? Like, hitting on this guy. He's like, yeah, I guess. So we ended up, like, I ended up telling my dad that it was just like, dude, I just hit on this guy, <laughs> like, it, on accident. And he's like, oh, gosh. So I found out that that was going to be my roommate. And we ended up laughing about it. Like, hey, do you remember when I hit on you back yeah. this summer? And. So he uh, he was actually like a perfect roommate. Um, he was very clean. He had a degree already, so he's just back for a second one. Um, we had a lot of good times with like Ben and just just doing crazy stuff. Like he was the one who picked me up at Kroger's or mm-hmm. at uh, Myers after we got locked out like that first weekend. Oh yeah. Um, and what the heck happened there? I think I already told that story on the podcast. Did you? Yeah, when we went out to a party that first weekend from people in high school, and we realized that's very much not where we wanted to be. Oh, yeah. Um, well, didn't you guys go get, like, p- not pizza rolls, but, like, We ended up got Lunchables. Yeah. Um, I think we went with one of my ex-girlfriends from high school, and then it was just it was just a bunch of stupid people. What kind but of Lunchable did you get? I got, um, I think I got the pizza one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where you got to build your own pizza, which oh, was yeah. really good. Um, so he picked us up. Um, I'm trying to think. I can just go through the stories with him. So I guess the first time, let's see, he was there the first time I met our RA. His name was Eli. Mm. And he, like, Eli was coming around trying to meet his new residents. And he was handing out candy and he got to our place. Like, he was handing out candy to Ben. And Ben's like, oh, yeah, I'll take candy. Um, and then Rick took some. And I'm like, I looked at this Eli guy. I was like, why are you giving out candy to mm. like these kids? And he's like, you know, just to be friendly. I was like, you know who else gives out candy to kids? Pedophiles too. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm great at doing first impressions. Yeah. And he just looks at me and he's just, and Rick's just like laughing. He's like, what? And Eli just gets super red <laughs> and just goes into his door and just closes his door. <laughs> I'll be my white van out in the parking yeah, lot. Like, uh, I gotta go. Yeah. Um, so the first like weekend, like you do make terrible first impressions. I, I do. You don't I, even show up to my interview when, when we were supposed to meet for the first time. Yeah, really professional mm-hmm. for business fraternity. Um, I guess our first weekend, or really our first night, the everyone down the hall, 
knew that we were over 21. Mm-hmm. And Rick was like 23. I think I was 21. And like there were a bunch of freshman girls who just, I think the first day, clustered at her. Like, there was maybe like 10 of them outside. And they're like, hey, hey, I heard you're over 21. And it's oh. like we're in the handicap stall or dorm. And we're like, oh, no, this is what it's going to be. So we, we basically said no to them. And then, like, they'd badger us, like, every weekend. Oh, and wow. I think we ended up giving in one weekend. And we said, okay, this is a one-time thing. We'll get you one bottle of something if you can pass a test. Okay. So we gave them a test. And we said, we need, you need to name 50 non-overlapping Pokemon. <laughs> and if you can name 50 Pokemon, we will get you one bottle. And they're not uh, consulting phones. Like, they needed to do it right on the spot. Yeah, no phones, no nothing. So they, like, called in reinforcements. Yeah. They, like... God, I think there was probably 15 of them. They're like, okay, we need Pokemon. Who do we go? And they like, we ended up probably after like 45 minutes of them like struggling to name Pokemon. <laughs> like, and with all their minds put together, name 50 Pokemon. Wow. So we did that once, but then after that, we never did I that I bet again. that was one hell of a bottle of Cam Chocolate that they yeah. had. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was really entertaining to watch them like struggle getting Pokemon names. Yeah. Um, especially for the people who are going out the first weekend they're most likely not going to be, like, versed in the Pokemon world. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, there was a... I think it was the first Christmas, like, vacation where everyone would be, like, back from college. The uh, RAs and, like, the... I guess the managers of the dorms would go through every room and make sure that they were clean or, like, we weren't doing anything illegal. Like, they check for guns and drugs and okay. things. And... I was really irritated by this. Like, they didn't trust us, which obviously they shouldn't trust people, but I was pissed. And I had two unlabeled jars of protein powder just sitting on my shelf. Oh, so it was just... Oh, and it just, like, two fine powders of that were white. And, like, I Eli was there, and after my first impression, it wasn't, like, anything. He, he ended up just laughing and enjoying us, but I had la- put, like, a label on them, and I just put cocaine <laughs> and meth. So, like, when the heads of the dorms came in, they would just see, like, two things of, like, giant white powder labeled cocaine and meth. (laughs) And Eli's just like, yeah, I had to go through this room with them. And they saw that, and they're like, what kind of, like, delinquents are you harboring (laughs) in these dorms? (laughs) Oh, my God. He got a laugh, but it it definitely... uh, And then you put, like, tape on your, uh, piece of paper on your closet and just said dead body don't open <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> just really suspicious stuff yeah um so let's see going on oh, actually rick was i told the story of like scary stuff rick was the one there when all of the like um holding me up at gunpoint stuff was going on oh wow yeah yeah so he i guess a funny story about that prior to i think that happening um this is another calling this college story. It was me and that girl were on, I think it was federal owned property and it was like a federal park. Oh yeah. You don't know what this story. Yeah. It's, it's like federal trespassing if you're there like on outside of hours. So that's something that's not good, but we were there. We were just like, I think we were having a drink and walking around this like, dark camping ground Mm -hmm. and we had flashlights and we would be so easy to pick out but we were just chilling 
and we walk into one of these like houses that are on this property and we're like this is empty it's like i guess getting close to winter or like the end of the summer and it was completely dark and we're like okay let's just explore this house and see what's in there so we like walk a few steps in with our flashlights and we realize that there's an entire like troop of boy scout camps like camping in this place oh my gosh and we look around, we realize what's going on, that, like, the troop leaders are there, like, oh, it's no. all these Boy Scouts, and we're like, oh, frick. Yeah. And, like, if any of them wake up, there's just two, like, adults standing over all these kids, just like, <laughs> what do we do? So, like, we ended up, like, running out, or slowly making our way outside of this, like, side door, and there was, like, a thing of, like, armor. Okay. Like, plastic like toy armors like a sword and a shield and stuff yeah so i took a sword and you took I, it <laughs> <laughs> so i had a sword on my way back um but she ended up like threatening uh suicide when i was up there and rick was my like i'm like hey rick what do i do and he's just like gosh what kind of roommate did i get myself into <laughs> like what situations is this guy going through yeah and um i didn't know what to do in that situation and so she's like, I want to come up there. Or this is what I'm going to do. And I was like, well, I guess I don't really have an option in this. Um, and this is before the gunpoint stuff. And so I use him. I was like, hey, okay, this is happening. I have class at 8 a.m. I need you to, be, like, if I'm not back at my room by 1 o'clock, my car is parked here. I'm either dead somewhere on campus <laughs> or she's dead somewhere on campus or I'm in my car. So at this time, come down like 1.30, knock on my window, and pull me out of there. So we ended up walking around campus when she had got there. And uh, yeah, he, he saved my butt because she ended up driving all the way home. And uh, then the gun thing happened. And then, like, obviously I wasn't like, I wasn't cool with all the situation because yeah. of all that happened. She's like... To try to get me to love her, she's like, hey, there's this girl in a cat suit. Do you want to have a threesome? Oh, my god! And gosh. I was like, I just thought about it. I was like, Catwoman, gunpoint. I think I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this, this only ends with one, like, outcome, and that's probably me dead. Death. Yeah. So after that, uh, I had a long discussion with Rick, and we came to the conclusion that none of that situation <laughs> would be a good thing no yikes um let's see um cocaine eli pokemon challenge so i guess my next roommate after like we would go down so i lived in kreischer which was one of the dorms and they on the third floor i think your second or third floor was this entire floor of like the cafeteria it was a huge cafeteria and we'd always get these burgers there um, which were really good. And one of the cashiers was this girl, and she was pretty, and she was friendly. And um, I ended up, like, seeing her around, and we ended up becoming roommates, which is how I met Mackenzie. Okay. So I don't think you ever met Mackenzie. Did you? This is not the crazy pet lady? No, this is the cosplaying one. Oh, no, I never met her. So um, she was in the military, and... She had someone or like when we were going into it, I was 
it didn't start out well. Like I was doing all the research on like off-site apartments, mm-hmm. and she's like, because I was going to be on an internship that following summer, or I was going to get one. I'm like, I'm not going to be here during the summer. Can you cover that? And she's like, yeah. And that was the only reason I signed with her was yeah. because she like would cover that three months or had someone to do it. Um, so we ended up with roommates. She was really into video games, really into cosplay, um, was a really big artist. And so it worked out well. Um, it Until about the time like summer or like going off to summer would happening. <coughs> and she said... Yeah, the person I said um, what, who wanted the apartment during the summer, she he doesn't want it anymore. Oh, no. So you're responsible for the rent. Uh, and it was like another like $1,000, $1,200 that I wasn't prepared for. That sucks. And I was so pissed because then like the next weekend after I left, she went to Florida and like went to SeaWorld and then went to Comic-Con in Chicago. And I'm like... That's where my $1,200 went, is so you can go on vacation. Wow. And I can work at a, a job. That's ridiculous. So I was really pissed about that one. I swear, like, there's people in college that you meet that seem like you're going to be the best of friends until they screw you over. Yeah, that's very much the case. So after that, I was pretty pissed. Um, that Lauren girl. What? Huh? At, yeah, Lauren. She's the worst. Yeah. Um, so I had met like the first time or when I went to BG, I took an English class. I met a girl named Rachel there and she was really into like hedgehogs. This is the crazy pet lady. Yeah. And so I had, I ended up talking to her. I don't know how we ended up talking again. Um, I think she was moved out or her and her boyfriend broke up. So I was like, Hey, you want to move in together? And Lauren was like, it was a... It was a really nice apartment, and Lauren was coming back from internship midway through the year, so Lauren was going to end up moving in, like, and Lauren and I were going to share a room. Yeah. So, I think, yeah, we only did one year with her, but her boyfriend ended up, like, her new boyfriend moving in with her, and he was living in the apartment as well, and he wasn't paying, like, utilities or rent, and he was taking up, like, a portion of the fridge, which is hot real estate so oh yeah um when lauren got there she's like yeah we should confront them and like have like ask for them to pay and (coughs) so we ended up addressing it like hey um we think that you should pay because you're living here essentially for free and you're like okay that that seems reasonable and like a week later when it came time to like pay the rent she's like yeah my boyfriend and i decided that uh he he's not gonna pay. Mm-hmm. Like okay, well your housing like we for the first like six months or first semester she had been break, breaking our lease requirements by having pets like her hedgehog and like a lizard or something. And I was like okay, well then we need to have your pets like out of here. So we're at least <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna take your hedgehog, <laughs> dip it in bleach. Yeah. No, um, so she's like I'm kidding. I, I'm a very advocate big advocate for animal animals and just for bleach love them (laughs) (laughs) and um yeah so we're like okay well then we shouldn't be breaking our if you're not going to contribute we want you to get rid of your animals because we could technically be evicted and we need to live there next year yeah and so she's like no i'm not going to do it or like i think that next weekend we got a notice or like a text from was like hey i'm moving out um 
I need you to like sign over that you're going to be responsible for all the rent, like break lease completely. Yeah. And we didn't respond because it's garbage. Yeah. So we went the next morning when our lease people or when the office opened up and we're like, Hey, she's threatening to break lease. Like what are, what's our countermeasure for that? Like, how do we address this? They're basically like, yeah, she can't do that. If she does, um, you could take her to court and it would screw her credit and her mom's credit who co-signed. Mm-hmm. Um, or you pay and then go into small claims court. So we ended up sending her texts basically saying, like, here's your options. You're cause basically calling her bluff. Yeah. And saying, if we accepted her moving out and signed over, then we'd be fully responsible. But we weren't stupid enough to do no. that. So she ended up, we're like, here's your options. Either... You move out and screw up your mom's credit, or we take you to court later on and you screw up your mom's credit. Either way, you're screwing over your mom. Yeah. I think your mom talked some sense into her, and what she did was basically, like, super passive-aggressive. Oh, yeah, I remember this. For the rest of the semester, like, always had her door closed, and then I think she still had pets in there. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't move them out. Uh, but she like changed the locks on the doors, mm-hmm. and uh, so we passive aggressively, or just to be jerks, changed our locks just mm-hmm. for fun. And I, come finals week, she moved out, and the internet was in her name, so she ended up like as final week started canceling the internet, mm-hmm. which <laughs> was kind of funny. Like she came back and took the router, and. Then we like looked down as her friend was like driving her away, and like she was like flicking us off from in the car. Oh my gosh. We're like, what is what is wrong with what you? All child. we wanted was for your boyfriend to pay rent, which seemed reasonable. And I did so well on those finals without internet. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had the best. Listen, study. you actually helped me because I couldn't play RuneScape. I couldn't do Wonder Trading. Yeah. So yeah, that was just a mess. Um, gosh. And then, so, I guess that's kind of done with roommates. Do you have other? Uh, no, man. I'm just here for the ride. Okay. So, um, one of the times, I think, when I was at OSU, uh, my friend Matt was still in town. So, actually, I've been watching Breaking Bad, and mm-hmm. I just got to the, past the point where they are doing thermite um, oh, to yeah. get into get the methylamine for the meth, and they use thermite, and in the show... He, like, looks at an Etch-A-Sketch. He's like, oh, yeah. Like, he comes up with the idea. Because in Etch-A-Sketches, there's um, aluminum powder, which is part of thermite, which kind of irritated me because there's a second component, which they didn't actually address in the show. They just got a bunch of uh, Etch-A-Sketches. You also need, um, was it, iron oxide, which is just rust. And you have to mix iron oxide and aluminum powder, and then you light it with a really high temperature. Like phosphorus. Yeah. So my friend Matt, he's like, hey, man. Like, he was bad. blow things up? Yeah. (laughs) Essentially. Like, he's like, hey, I got some uh, aluminum powder and some iron oxide. You want to uh, make some thermite this weekend? And it was, I think, probably November timing. So the ground had just frozen over. um, And it was not wet, but with the, like, layer of ice or just the frost, it was wet. And so we went out to the backwoods. We had a fire pit, and 
I guess we did it on the patio, but like we had a fire pit there. So we, we realized we were kind of far enough away from like the woods and we mixed everything. We got our safety gear by putting just some sunglasses on. And because if you look at thermite, you can become blind. Like it's really freaking bright. It's like looking at the sun. It's like 4,000 degrees Fahrenheit. So we had, we tried to light it and it doesn't light unless you're at a really high temperature. So I had gotten some, it was magnesium strips, not phosphor, magnesium. So I got some magnesium strips and then that wasn't working. But on the end of sparklers, sparklers are actually just magnesium. Mm -hmm. I think it burns close to 200 degrees. So that's why you don't want to touch sparklers. So we put a sparkler on this like mound of thermite that we had. And this thing just erupted. <laughs> like just first we can't you can't look at it and if you look at it even with sunglasses it's just you're looking at the sun. Like oh it gosh. really hurts. And because of the moisture on the ground, if you put water on thermite, it'll explode. So like Good. it ended up picking up some of that moisture and it was just shooting in like a volcanic like eruption just this liquid molten iron oh my gosh just all over the place and we're like oh crap <laughs> like this is not good this so, is in your backyard yeah in our backyard oh my gosh so we were just shooting off like freaking molten iron and it sprayed like maybe 10 feet you're lucky you didn't like set the whole forest on fire um, we're lucky we didn't burn ourselves yeah and so it ended up going down and we're like holy cow that was terrifying and let's do it again yeah so exactly. we had uh, we had enough for two rounds of this so we ended up videoing the second one i think you did you show me that video i might have um but the second time luckily it didn't explode or like go off like in molten but it was a lot of fun nice yeah Another time, I don't know if this was high school, but um, like smoke bombs. Mm. Did I tell that? Tell you that? I don't know. So, ammonium nitrate is what is used for like fertilizer bombs, or like I think what they used for the World Trade Center attack back in the nineties was the nineties or the two thousand one. No, the nineties. Oh, there was okay. uh, the original one where they put like a truck full of explosives at oh, the wow. base. Okay, yeah, and that was using ammonium nitrate. And a lot of fertilizers have ammonium nitrate. I don't know if they do any more, but they—they they, it's actually if you buy too much of it, you become you get on the list. So there's um, potassium nitrate. Um, was it PNO3 or KNO3, which is what you mix with like some sugar, and you can actually make a split like a smoke bomb. Mm, okay. So my friend's girlfriend at the time. We were in an art class together, and we we're like, "Oh, hey, you want to you want to make a smoke?" I don't know how we, we we're like, "Yeah, Ryan, was, I'll was, never understand <laughs> you." So it sounded like a good idea. So we went up to um, Home Depot because Stump Killer is usually made out of potassium nitrate. Of course, it is. And the problem is, we got to Home Depot, and the Stump Killers there were specifically said does not contain potassium nitrate. So our dreams were crushed. It just happened to be that her dad worked at a lab and like, cause he was a chemist and we're like, Hey, do you have any potassium nitrate that we can use? So I actually have a (laughs) bottle from his lab that says like KNO3 and we ended up destroying one of my parents like cookware, mixing up this paste and lighting it with napalm that I had created. Um, Oh, I was also really into making napalm 
Dude, <laughs> I don't know if this is stuff you should be revealing on the podcast. Well, it's not that bad. Like, it's not military-grade napalm, but it's... If you have gasoline and, like, styrofoam, you can make, like, this paste, and mm. it's really cool. Yeah, so, and I read about that in People Magazine. <laughs> Tom Cruise was really yeah. into it, right? <laughs> yeah. So we ended up lighting um, a smoke bomb on fire with napalm, and I think that's on video as well, but definitely scared the neighbors. So that was a <laughs> lot of fun. Yeah, that'll scare anyone. Um... I think the other, the last thing I have written down was um, during one of my summer jobs, they, um, we had the President's Cup here in North America, mm-hmm. and I worked the President's Cup, and I would basically, like, the way that it was set up, I guess there's an international team, and then there's a North American team, and they go against each other, and they both are housed in these villas, and I was running around, basically taking care of these six villas. Um, so some companies rent them out and then there's the two for the teams. Mm-hmm. So we were really close to the players. Like all the golf players were there, um, like asking us for stuff. And we're like, okay, yeah. So whipped out some napalm. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, do you have a switchblade and you just stab the other team? <laughs> and uh, no, so like we'd be like making milkshakes for the like Tiger Woods. And like, nice. at that time it was like Lindsey Vaughn was there. Um, she was really friendly, which was cool. Tiger Woods seat was kind of a like, it's kind of a jerk because they were fighting at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost like knocked over Tiger Woods because he came in through the front door and I was leaving through the front door and I was looking at like a tray that I was holding and like I look up and like a foot in front of me was Tiger Woods and I was like, oh crap! And like <laughs> I jumped out of the way because I was like I almost took him out. Wow! And um, did he say anything? Did no, he- no. I think he was in a bad mood. And so we were golf carting around and like the golfers, I mean, there's a lot going on, but as we're golf carting around, um, freaking Phil Mickelson, like walks out into the path to get in like the passenger side of this golf cart. And I looked down and I was a foot from like running over his foot. Oh, wow. And like, he's, he just looks at me like, dude, what are you doing? (laughs) So I almost run, ran him over. Um, I was also taking care of uh, Jack Nicholas's house, which was pretty cool. Nice. So, like, he has a, a compound up there kind of hidden away. And um, so we got to go up there and see, like, his house. I mean, like, a guest house, which mm-hmm. was pretty cool. Um, I think it was because my manager really liked me. And then we went, got, actually, he respected me because he was a very angry, bipolar man. So... <coughs> During one of these tournaments, something wasn't being done. Like, there was him and then the assistant manager. Like, he was a department manager. It was assistant manager. And then, like, the assistant manager would kind of oversee all the people. Mm-hmm. And he would kind of do, like, department knee stuff. And he, he like, he's like, Ryan, why isn't this done? I was like, lack of oversight? <laughs> <laughs> like, or lack of direction? And he just looks at me because he wasn't as quick-witted. He just looks at me. He's like... Okay. <laughs> he, like, walks off. Yeah. And after that, he was never, like, snarky with me. Because he's like, I can respect you now. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. And um, so that was really fun. Um, I also got to meet Payton Manning there. Payton Manning. Wow. Yeah. For you. So he was... He's actually supposed to be, like, a really nice guy. Yeah, he was. So he was... Um, he has a deal with Nationwide. So you're going to see him on all these Nationwide commercials. Oh, yeah. I'm very uh, aware. Yeah. I'm in tune with that. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, so, Nationwide has a villa during like the golf tournaments there, 
and he was gone. Peyton Manning was in town to talk at one of those like things, and then he was in town just golfing with a bunch of his bros, and so he pulled down and was actually almost like going with his truck onto the course, and we're like, oh no, like. It's going to just show up. Peyton Manning's in the driver's seat, just going to drive onto a golf course. So it was my responsibility because my department manager, the one I... Peyton, no! (laughs) (laughs) You just hit Tiger Woods! (laughs) Like, battle of the sports. Yeah. Who's going to win, Tiger Woods or Peyton Manning? Peyton Manning's going to throw a football at Tiger Woods' face. It's going to... His head's going to pop off, so... Yeah, so, like, my department manager really liked me. He's like, hey... When Peyton Manning shows up, you're going to be there. And I was like, cool. Yeah. Like, we had to do, like, because we had walkie-talkies over the entire, like, golf course. And he's like, hey, Ryan, come out to the parking lot. And, like, they had a code name for him because it was, like, really discreet. Yeah. Like, they don't want everyone flocking to see. He He's somewhat famous, Peyton Manning. A little bit. And so... He drives on, like, past where he's supposed to turn. Like, he, he misses Alpha the... One is exiting the vehicle. <laughs> Alpha One, I repeat. Sniper, sniper, take him out, take him out. <laughs> hit, pedestrian hit, pedestrian down. Uh, so, like, he's supposed to turn into the parking lot. He goes onto the, like, cart path in, like, in front of the villas. Misses that turn, which is, like, the last turn. Goes straight and realizes he's going onto the golf course. And I'm like, oh, gosh. So I run over to his car and I was like, hey, you're going to have to back it up. You're going to have to go through this cart path and we'll get you over there. So I, him and his... Did like, he like wrote on the window? Yeah. And I was just chatting with him. Yeah, that's and pretty sweet. So he, I'm like, okay, just follow me. And I was like jogging <laughs> in front of his car, yeah. like around. I was like, this is totally like I'm being chased by Peyton Manning. <laughs> We're running football drills. Yeah. like." This is cool. That's so like sweet. we were, I was running around the path in front of his car, and then like I motioned for him to go, and I was, um, I ended up running over to like where my manager was, and they ended up getting out, and <coughs> they shook his hand. Was like, hey, and it was like, hey, you got here eventually. Yeah. And his hands are freaking massive. Yeah. Like, very much a quarterback hand. Yeah, probably very like, calluses um, for days. Yeah, probably. he's actually shorter than I was, which is surprising. Is he? Yeah, he's probably like six foot. Yeah, he's about six foot. He looked shorter than me though. Yeah. Um, which I was surprised. He's got a big head. It's like kind of like yeah, oval shaped or something. Like I was surprised when Arnold Schwarzenegger was smaller than I like, not smaller, but like shorter than I was. Yeah. But yeah, Peyton, I was, yeah, essentially. But his hands were huge, so we ended up like. He was going to go to the main clubhouse to kind of eat dinner with whoever. So I got to cart up um, Peyton Manning and, like, a couple of his team. That's pretty sweet. Up to the clubhouse, which was pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, so I guess that's – those are kind of my college stories. Um, As far as drinking goes, I mean, I have – I drank in college. You didn't drink in college. I did not, no. Um, Drinking stories always seem to be the exact same, so it's there. I don't know if they're really worth going into. Yeah, I mean, like you, you make questionable decisions. You drank too much. You fall asleep, and then you don't feel well. Yeah, and then you but. sober up the next day and get Taco Bell and whatever. Yeah, you know. So yeah, um, yeah. I I made the, the conscious decision to not drink in college. I mean, more so because of like the things that I was struggling with at the time. Yeah. Um, but I'm kind of also glad that I was in a place where I didn't do that because like. I have a very much like extremist personality, so like if if my friends were out doing that, I'd probably 
would have gone hard. Yeah. And it probably would have disrupted my studies. Picked up cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he went hard. Would have gone off the deep end. No, I mean, not really, but I mean. Took some hallucinogens. He thought it was Sora. Yeah, like, exactly. Ran after a teacher. He thought he was Riku. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kyrie Punched back. a dude. Turned out to be the dean. Yeah. He was handsome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, now I'm kind of glad that I'm in a place where it's just like I can casually drink with my family members and not in college with people and forgetting, you know, where I was and how I got there type of thing. Because yeah. bad stuff happens. I mean, it's not any secret that. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I was... At the same time, I kind of wish I did just casually go out and watch an Ohio State game with Lauren at a local pub or whatever. Yeah. But I was never a fan of like bars like or like clubs or trying to pick up. No, people. I just, that just sounds gross. They're just dirty, gr- yeah, nasty places. Yeah. And everyone's just slobbering all over themselves. They're slurring the words. They stink. It's just not a good time. Yeah. I'm very paranoid. So I have to like keep control or my wits about me. Especially Unless if, I'm like, in Lauren's around, like you just don't want her yeah. being around that kind of craziness. Yeah. That or, um, like if, yeah, I just have I can do it in a confined area. Like if I'm with Rick or Ben or whatever, that's yeah. more the situations that I did. Because um, at least it was contained. If I was out like downtown Bowling Green with like sixteen bars, yeah, there I don't have a exit strategy. Mm-hmm. I guess which sounds kind of weird, but it's also like ten blocks away. So yeah. I'm like, yeah. Well, I think. Lauren and I, towards like my senior, or no, my, when I was doing my master's, I think we'd occasionally get like, like Jack and Coke or something, and just have like a drink on a Friday night or whatever, mm. very casually. Um, but yeah, I never really went out. So. Yeah. But yeah, nice college experience mm-hmm. here, here, folks. For cool. <laughs> <laughs> Tried to say you heard it here first, folks, but you know words and stuff. Maybe he's drunk. <laughs> Maybe there is something else. Learn your words. And those Pokemon gummies that I was not aware of. So um, Marlo, Travis's daughter that ate like seven of these little packages last night. <laughs> Probably really struggling hardcore today. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I don't have anything else to say about college stuff to you. No. All right. Really. Well, we want to thank all of you fine people out there for continuing to listen and support the show. We really appreciate it. We always love when you guys write into the show, um, as we mentioned earlier in the podcast. We talk about this podcast at gmail.com and all the other slew of ways that you can write in and uh, give us feedback, topics of suggestion for future episodes of the show. We really want to make this show as, as you know, tailored to you folks as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can't do that if you guys don't tell us what you want us to talk about. So let us know anything you want us to cover. We're happy to do so. But until next time... I will be a proud owner of the Nintendo Switch, so hopefully I'll have some at least brief impressions of Pokemon Let's Go next week. Or at least talk about your starter Pokemon. Exactly. All right. Well, we will see you all next week. Thanks again for listening. See you. Bye.